0: You're listening to the God Center Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today is an encore episode of a conversation I had with Wendy Blight that originally aired in March of 2015.
1: But I, I was just such an angry mom, and you know, Heather, I in the moment I knew, it's like I knew that I shouldn't be getting angry, but I didn't have anywhere else to go. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with all that anger, and I was dealing with so much stress in my own life, trying to heal myself of everything that was, you know, it happened to me. And, um, and, and then I found this verse in Romans that said, I know the right thing to do, but I just can't seem to do it. And I thought, wow, God gets this. Paul wrote that even Paul, this amazing man of God, he says, I know what I should do, but I'm, I'm not doing it.
0: Okay, I told you there was going to be a theme with these Encore episodes. I had Kat Lee that I re-aired, and her story of waking up for her kids, not to her kids, and establishing that early morning habit and how she helps others do that through Hello Mornings. And then I had Lacey Dobrian on, and she shared her story of the power of God's Word and and how he led her to a special study method using colors. If you don't know how to study God's Word, check that episode out. And then today's episode with Wendy Blight, another woman, I want you to hear, share the power of God's word and her healing, both from a rape incident and then also healing from being an angry mom. And I love speaking to older women. I love hearing how they have learned and the perspective they have to share. Wendy does not disappoint. She's the author of two books. One is called Living So That, and it's a study I did through the Inscribe series, and I loved It's so much and check that one out if you're looking for a study. And she recently wrote a new one which I haven't gotten to do called I Know His Name, which is a study on the names of God, which you should also check out. I know Wendy's not going to disappoint you. Her wise, gentle words are gonna inspire you, that there's always room to change and grow, and that God is always working on us. So let's get right to my conversation with Wendy. Here we go. Hey Wendy, welcome to the God Center Mom Podcast.
1: Heather, I am I've been so looking forward to this. It seemed like forever till it was going to come. So thank you for having me.
0: So I know we'll get more into studying God's word and how essential that is to your mothering. But will you just introduce your family to everyone listening?
1: Sure. real sort of quick. Okay. I am, um, gosh, I'm probably older than most of your audience. I turned 50 this past year and have a daughter who is 21. She turned 21 in September. She's at the University of Georgia and about to graduate. And I have a... A wonderful delightful son who just turned 17 who's 6'6 and plays basketball and wow I just love him with all my heart um and then I have a husband named Monty they're Lauren and Bo and I have a husband named Monty and we've been married gosh I guess 27 years maybe and we met at Baylor he was my first boyfriend and um I just I just love him. I mean, he's just been so good to me through so many hard times in my life, things I've had to walk through since he's met me. So, um, um, he's just a wonderful man. And so there's just the four of us and our dog who's here with me in the room and hopefully we'll remain quiet named because <laughs> 'Cause we're from Texas and he's his name is Texas. <laughs> well, you
0: mentioned, you know, that you've had a lot happen to you in your life. Um, and I know there's a core story that kinda led to you writing, um hidden joy in a dark corner. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about some of your story?
1: Well, I think um, I want to share a nutshell of it just because it is how I've gained such a passion for the word Heather. And that is um, Mm -hmm. just a few days after I graduated from Baylor, uh, I walked into my apartment to find an armed masked man waiting Mm. at the top of my stairs who um, then spent that afternoon um, sexually assaulting me. And it really mm. um, spiraled me down into a very dark place, mostly put me in a prison of fear and just held me captive there for over a decade. And mm. um, it, I tried counseling. I tried a lot of things. But for me, I think the healing God had in mind was through scripture. It took took a while for me to get to that place. And I certainly mm. don't discount counseling at all. But I think he had a testimony and a story from me regarding the power of his word to heal So I just began slowly but surely to open a Bible my grandmother gave me, and um, as time went on, um, he just began to bring that word alive to me, teach me how to pray it, how to personalize it, and so that um, that sort of what brought me. I wrote Hidden Joy. It's what gave me the calling to be a teacher and a bible study curriculum writer and then eventually led to living so that
0: I have a friend and this is this is a little of her story and um it makes me wonder you know you said you were slowly led to the word was there a person was there you you had your grandmother's bible was it the holy spirit that just kind of led you there or what was that journey
1: there a little bit it was the, it was i when i speak on this there were three, I call them God appointments along the way. And one was um, meeting the president of Baylor University and having a conversation with him just a few weeks after it happened where he directed me to the Bible. But I, of course, at the time was like, OK, I I'm I i do not even know if I believe in God right now. I'm so angry with him. So I didn't quite really begin to believe it, but that he pointed me to it and I would open it up and I would read it. And then um, the second God appointment was with a pastor at Highland Park United Methodist Church, which is where we attended. And um, that led me to actually open a a story in the Bible. He had me read it um, about the man on the mat. And he talked to me about stepping off the mat. And it was just when God's word truly became a living and active word for me. Mm. And then the final one was, um, when I moved to Charlotte and was in my first real Bible study with Jan Harrison, and she began to um, teach me how to pray God's word, how to find scripture that spoke to my issue, which was fear, and how to pray it for myself. And I then began to pray from a place of completely different power and belief. And that's when um, I just had an amazing story of God just freeing me in one moment from my fear. That's
0: such it's it's a great story to see the the slow right. We never know if we're that one person that's the first step or the third step to speak into someone's life and encourage them wherever they are. But I think the last one where you pray God's word for someone listening who um, feels fear, feels anger, feels jealousy, um, feels pain, whatever their their trigger point that that Satan's using in, in the dark places to cause shame and condemnation for them to 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 go to the Word and find specific verses to combat that and pray those when you don't know what to pray is Mm -hmm. such great advice.
1: Um, It's really, it is, God says that um, it's His Word that has the power and it's praying His Word. And He says in Isaiah 55, 11, when it goes out, it will not return void, but will accomplish what He desires and achieve the purpose for which He sent it. So you begin to pray that Hebrews 4, 12, living and active Word, it's like a seed, and you plant it, and then it just begins to just grow and have power in your life because it has to because it's it's his word, and he says that it will it's like
0: the language of the spirit it's mm. it's it's speaking back to him exactly his heart, right
1: right, exactly,
0: and you know, I was even just back in your book this week, flipping through and just reminded of you know prayer the power of prayer you have a whole pray so that section e- each each week is kind of divided into things you know you have trials so that trials come so that pray so that god spoke so that and the pray so that we always think it's you know list do our list thank god for this what do i need and you point out that it's to know god to pray mm-hmm. is to know god and it doesn't take much time if you're praying God's word to realize he's not a God who wants you to fear. And He, and if you know his character, he's for you and with you, and we don't have to fear. And so I think that's so valuable. As you're praying back his word, you're knowing him. Right. Exactly. And that, exactly. that's exactly. huge. That's huge. Wow. Okay. So t- take us, so you started getting into the word, how much? How long after that was it until you started having kids?
1: Well, that it happened during that process of um, you know that when I met with Pastor Craig in the office and he brought the scripture alive. um, It wasn't long after that that I had Lauren, and um, you know this is one of my really um, hard journeys was being that being a young mom Mm -hmm. and. I I just was somebody who yelled a lot. I didn't have a lot of self-control. I was an angry mom. Mm. And I really began, um, I didn't like who I was when I was with Lauren. And it's a hard story for me to tell because I was the kind that would um, push my daughter in a room and slam the door when she would make me mad and, mm. and say things like, if you keep behaving like this, I'm going to go work full time and you'll have to go to daycare. And mm. and I would grab her with my my hand, my fingernails, I had, you know, pretty fingernails that I got done way back then. I don't do it anymore, yeah. but, but I, I was just such an angry mom and, you know, Heather, I, in the moment I knew, it's like, I knew that I shouldn't be getting angry, but I didn't have anywhere else to go. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with all that anger. And I was dealing with so much stress in my own life, trying to heal myself of everything that was, you know, it happened to me. And, um. And, and then I found this verse in Romans that said, I know the right thing to do, but I just can't seem to do it. And I thought, wow, God gets this. Paul wrote that. Even Paul, this amazing man of God, he says, I know what I should do, but I'm, I'm not doing it.
0: You're, you're not going to believe me, but I was literally in your book this morning. And that is oh, the exact wow. passage that I spent 20 minutes on.
1: You're not even, I
0: mean, it's Romans seven. Yeah. It's Romans seven and it's, um, 15 through 25, I think. And yeah, it's, it's everything I want to do. I don't do the law of the flesh versus the law of the spirit. Yes. Preach. (laughs) Yes. Because I think there's a lot of moms nodding their heads in shame over and I, and I, and I, you know, I have done it. I have been the mom throwing the kid in the room, slamming the door Threatening to go back to work, I think. I think that that, that is not an isolated story that you are t- you are telling, and there is freedom in us confessing that and moving forward. Um, so you read the Romans passage,
1: uh, and um, but reading it, you know, I it would like be like, oh, great, great. Now I know this <laughs> this is okay. You know, this is normal. This yeah. is what a mom does. But the problem was that that wasn't helping me change it all and um but at the same time I was starting this bible study with Jan and she was having us in the word and so um when I went on a retreat with my Bible study she sent us away and she said find scriptures on things that you're struggling with and I was so tired of the whole you know fear and all of that and I was really working on it and God was doing great things so I said I'm gonna take this I'm an impatient mom thing. And um, so I really went and I wrote all these scriptures and I wrote a beautiful prayer and I came back to the big group and I just went home so excited with this prayer. And I walked in the door and I thought, I'm going to be the best mom ever. I'm not going to yell anymore. Well, you know what? Just reciting a prayer is is not enough. Yeah, And I, I yelled at my children within 24 hours. Both of them sent them up to their rooms. And I laid on my bed and I slammed my own door and I started crying. And I go, why did you make me be a mom? I'm just a bad mom. You know, Mm. I can't do this. Mm. And um, in that moment, it was almost as if I just felt the Lord say, Wendy, you can't do this because you are trying to do it all from your own strength. Mm. And you are weary and you don't have enough Mm. strength in you to do this. And so I went back again to the Word of God and I took I found um verses things like um a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger Proverbs 15 1 Proverbs 29 11 says a fool gives full vent to her anger I'm changing it to her because yeah. I personalized yeah them. but a wise woman keeps herself under control and I began to find these scriptures and I was like wow God, like he speaks to what's going on in my heart. Mm. And I began to pray these things. And not only that, Heather, I then went to Lauren, my daughter, who was old enough at the time to get what I was doing. And and I wrote down verses for her. And I put one on my mirror and one on hers. And she, she's so funny. She took it and put it on her bulletin board. Yeah. And um, so I and I said, I want you to know I sat down and I apologized and I said, I said, first, I've been wrong. And I said, but the two of us need to try to work together to fix this. And so we did. And we began sort of this little slow journey. And one day, I just felt things changing a little bit at a time. And Lisa Allen, the women's ministry leader at our church, said, Winnie, would you give a Mother's Day testimony?" Mm. And I said, Oh, no, you know, I am walking this journey and I'm learning it, but I am not quite ready to do a testimony. Yeah. But I, she goes, promise me to pray. I went home and the, instead of my first thing to pray was I went to Lauren and I said, Lauren, they've asked me to do this Mother's Day testimony at church. And I said, you know, this journey we've been on, what's your thought? And Heather, you know what she said? She looked at me and she said, mommy, I think you should do it. And I said, why? She goes, because you just don't yell at me anymore. Mm. And it was so powerful because see, we see when we don't do it right. Mm -hmm. And what she saw was a mom trying so hard and it was working, but I would always focus when I didn't, Mm -hmm. but I was more and more not yelling and more and more being patient Mm -hmm. and we were getting along better. So it was the word of God coming alive in my heart and me believing that I didn't want to be the fool. I wanted to be the wise mom and the wise woman. And then God honored that.
0: I think that's awesome. I think what struck me when I was in that Romans is exactly what you're saying. Is that there's this side of us, the flesh side, the sinful part, that no amount of I'm going to do better is going to help us. No amount of, oh, just I'm, I'm just not going to yell anymore. And then we stop. It's totally the Spirit's power over that. And Christ in us that allows us to do the things that we want to do. And the right. and the way to fill up on the spirit isn't through Facebook, I found. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my personal struggle is, you know, oh, I'm tired. I, I want connection with people. I want to feel better. I'm going to go to Facebook and I'm going to feel better um, instead of I'm going to go and pray for a little bit. or I'm going to go to God's word. I'm going to jump into our interview real quick and remind you about the Write the Word Journal, speaking of God's Word. And so many of you have already ordered the Write the Word Journal that they've sold out of a couple of different colors of the light blue and the teal, but they still have the peach. And if you haven't heard what Write the Word Journal is, it's a product by Cultivate What Matters Shop that Laura Casey and her team have put together. It's a journal that has 50 pre-selected scriptures, and then for each scripture, there are two pages. On one page, you write the date, what you're grateful for, and you hand-write out that piece of scripture so that you're interacting with it. And then on the other page, you do what you want. You can write a prayer that your children can find later in years to come that your mom did pray for you. Or you can doodle, you can have your kids scribble on there if you need them to be occupied while you spend time in God's word. I think you should go check it out. Go to shop.cultivatewhatmatters.com dot com to find the journals or go to godcentermom.com backslash write the word. I hope you all check it out and that you get in God's word daily.
1: Here's something I really would like to, um to to make sure I say before we um would end today. And that is when I went back and I, and I was sitting there and the Lord was saying, you need more Wendy than just sort of your thoughts of I'm going to do the right thing. And, and finding verses in the Bible was a great thing, but it really required a little bit of time every day mm. with God. That's what I learned I needed. That, um, I believe this lie that I didn't have patience. My family used to always joke that we missed the, we missed the patience. God, you know, came <laughs> by and delivered all these different things and our family never got the patience. Yeah. And, and that temper was ingrained in me, a bad temper was ingrained in me. And when people, feed those lives to you. I mean, not that my family, they didn't mean to, but I just always thought that's who I was. And, Mm. you know, Heather, it's who we are before we are born again children of God. Mm. And once we are born again children of God, we have, as you said, the Holy Spirit in us, and we have this living and active Word that we can feed that Spirit. And when we feed the Spirit instead of the flesh, um, the Spirit will eventually win out over the flesh. But it requires... A little bit of time every day. And I don't mean it doesn't even have to be 15 or 20 minutes. It can be a couple of minutes with God in in His Word, writing down the verses that have touched your heart, Mm. writing dates in your Bible when He speaks a verse to you. And I so believe in inviting your children into this process. If they see you humbly asking forgiveness, if they see you going to God in the Bible when they when you need help with them, and then you point them to the same thing you're doing, mm-hmm. that's a unity of the spirit working in your home. And Satan can't come and defeat that. He can't, yeah, but it it does take time. It's a long journey, and it isn't Lauren and I had um times through the years where we would go through a rough patch, but it always came around back to that to the Word of God and to prayer. And um, I just can't say enough how much as young moms, we think we're too busy to have some time alone with God, but it is the most important thing we can do because it brings peace and joy and it brings um, wisdom to us as we're trying to mother, whether it's one child or five children. Yeah,
0: no, I totally agree. And I I think the time thing is an illusion because I know my friends, I see if you have 10 minutes that you took to post on Instagram or Facebook, you could have, you know... I mean, I'm just saying for myself, too. I could have read a verse instead. But it's the ease and the attraction of connection Mm -hmm. with other people. And then all the scrolling through all my friends, that's not really helping my spirit. Sometimes, sometimes, maybe, if I'm following a lot of godly women and they post scripture, it can feed my spirit. Facebook can be used for good. But a lot of times for me personally, just speaking... I am convicted that it's not feeding my spirit, it's feeding my flesh and um and I'm just coming out of a season of just a lot of anger and uh frustration and why why am I like this? and then I'm realizing oh i'm I'm quenching the spirit like a lot. I'm not yeah. really having time with God, I'm not really um going to him throughout my day, and it doesn't take much, like you said, find a proverb that's like you know ten words maybe. If you're finding that anger starting to get its head <laughs> coming up, then you could just quote yourself, gentle answer. I mean, two words.
1: Yeah, it's it's that verse, um, the one, I can't remember when, which one it says, but it's about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Mm. And, and I think about, I always have verses about my tongue. You know, there'll be verses that I just keep in my mind. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, Or that that one you just said, a gentle answer turns away rest. Just because the minute I feel something rising up, because now with my kids, I'm great. Honestly, I rarely have trouble with my kids. Now, you will not hear me speaking on marriage yet because I'm still working on the marriage thing. Yeah. But that's what I have to do with my husband and my tongue is I've got to have these verses now um, so that I don't speak up an angry word when I'm when I'm mad at him. And I'm not always very good at that.
0: Well, and you're about to enter the empty nesting, right? And so mm-hmm. yes. the focus back on the marriage is traditionally what happens, right? And yes. that, you know, exactly. my sister is actually the same age as you and was just, you know her last went off to college. So that, yeah, that's a thing. This is, there's a whole generation of moms that might even be listening that, um, take encouragement from that, that, that memorizing scripture, um, something we avoid because we think we don't have the ability to memorize. (laughs) Uh, but just pick one thing that addresses one issue that, that you're struggling with. And instead of trying to do it in your own strength, I think that's a wise word right there. And it's
1: the key what you said, too, is one thing. Yeah. You know, we all see lots of things wrong with us. Yeah. But if we just work on one thing at a time, we will be victorious over that. And when we talk about being alone with um, God, I just makes me think of the story when Moses went up on the mountain. And he spent time with the Lord. And it says when he came down from the mountain after being in God's presence. It says he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord, meaning his face literally glowed Mm. when he came off the mountain and everybody could see that. And I truly think, and I know we all know people like this, that do spend the time with God like that, that when we as moms, when we spend time with God like that, and we come out of that quiet time and day after day, we're filling ourselves up with the Lord. We're going to glow in our home. We're going to shine that light and that joy and that peace. And we are the ones who impact the temperature of the of the house. Yeah. And if we set it like that, there's going to be a whole lot more love and patience and peace in our home when we set that tone. And it, and God can do it. Mm. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so good. It's so good. And the thing, too, is that didn't the radiance fade? Like he yes. had to cover his face, but then eventually it faded. So then there's this element of we can't assume just Sunday in God's presence is going to last. You know, that's right. Cause he
1: went up on the mountain, but we, we have the benefit of every day being able to meet with God. Yes. Moses, Moses didn't necessarily have that in the way we have it. We've got this Bible that we can meet with him every day. And Moses didn't have God living inside him through the power of the Holy Spirit, the way we did the spirit fell upon people in the old Testament, but God took it away. And God, you know, he could take it away at any time. But with us, once we have it, we're sealed with
0: it and it's ours. And we're the temple. They, mm-hmm. there was only one high priest who could go into the holy of holies one time a year. Right. We are we are the holders of the presence of God. I mean, that's amazing. And it doesn't and, and if a mom is like, Well, I have three young children, I'm up all night with the youngest, I have no time for this time with God that you're speaking of. It's the fallacy that it has to be a quiet place early in the morning with a Bible um for an hour that keeps the moms from thinking that they can be in God's word. And I think you've given hope. that It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. It could be maybe one week and you go and you spend time with God and you say, show me where I'm struggling and show me a verse. And maybe that's where you start. And then you dwell on that verse for that week. Um but don't let some image of time with God
1: inhibit you from spending time with God. Right. Or, like like you said, if you're up with your baby in the middle of the night, what a great opportunity to just worship and put some worship music on. There that, that is spending time with God. It's feeding you the Word through music. Mm. It's it's ushering your heart into this place of um, praise and closeness with God, and your baby's getting to listen to the music with you, and there's just so many ways to spend time with God, and I, I think, like you said, there's this fallacy that it can only look one way. I tell moms all the time with kids in preschool, have your quiet time in carpool line. There's not a problem at all. Just instead of flipping through your Instagrams and carpool line, spend five minutes and get there real early, and then you can go on to Instagram or Facebook, or maybe you'll read something... In the Bible, and you'll see a friend who's struggling on Facebook that says, "Please pray for me." And you know what? You're going to get to feed her something from the Word of God because you were in the Word before you went to Facebook that day. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so true. And and don't you know, like you said, don't be afraid to invite your children in it mm-hmm. to include them in it. To say, "Hey, let's look up verses together. Let's memorize this together." Um, is such great advice. Oh, Wendy, you're amazing. I just love all God's done in your life and the fact that you are being faithful to write these things down. Y'all, writing is hard, and (laughs) it's really, really hard. And the work and the time and the um, craft of what Wendy has done with this book, Living So That, speaks to the uh, volume of God's work. Um, So thank you, Wendy, for being faithful to follow his lead. Truly. You're
1: very, you're welcome. And I'm excited. Um, it's still a year away, but I'll have another book coming out called Unveiling God Through Inscribed Studies through Thomas Nelson. Awesome. Um, What's that one okay. on? It's really unveiling. It's called Unveiling God, Making God Real in Your Everyday Life. And it's taking the names of God and really digging deep into the Bible stories where those names came from and relating them to us today. And then the last day of everyone will then How did, how does, how is Jesus the, I don't want to say the fruition of that name, but you know, Jesus then brings that name alive in the New Testament. So I'm really excited about it.
0: I love, I love a good study on the name of, (laughs) names of God. I don't think, I, I think that that's a key part of, I think, a discipleship journey is, is to really know those. So awesome. I'm excited. That's great.
1: Thanks, Heather. And thank you
0: for having me today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I I am confident that there are moms listening encouraged by what you shared. So thank
1: you for taking the time and being with us. And I just want to encourage you wherever you are as a mom, um, just, just put into practice the stuff we've talked about today because there is just no better place to be, then sitting at the feet of Jesus for whatever time you can give him, he will fill you up so that you can pour out and be the mom your heart wants
0: to be. To be the mom that your heart wants to be. And I know as you enter 2017, you may have a lot of goals for yourself. Maybe lose some weight, maybe uh, get in God's word. Maybe you want to mother differently. And I'll tell you, um, I remember a teacher talking to me about one of my sons And she said, you know, we do our best to parent from the outside in, but God parents from the inside out. And he does the same with us. There are core parts of us that can only change through the power of the Holy Spirit. I've seen that for myself. 2016 was transformational for me. Uh, My husband, you know, he did the goals, roles, and superpowers, and he had each of us write down goals. And I'm not a goals person. I do not think into the future very well but it was great to go back and look and see that uh, one of my goals was to pray with and help God free three women and God doubled that number. And then those women have been key in ministering to me these last six weeks. And I know I've been kind of vague on Instagram or maybe you follow it along. My parents came in and moved with us uh, right before Thanksgiving. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and it started, started chemo and then The week that she started chemo, my dad started developing symptoms uh, of metastatic liver cancer. He had had cancer two years ago in his colon. And so at this time, you know, this past weekend, I spent every moment in the hospital with him. And uh, we're looking for care for him, hospice care for him. And it has been so great to have women in my life that God had directed me to develop deep, meaningful relationships with. I know I get on here a lot and talk about the importance of community and friendship, and I'm thankful that he brought that into my life and made that a priority because of the conversations I've had with women on this show. So that those women have ministered to me, taken care of kids, brought meals, um, brought us snacks in the hospital. Uh, Friends have come and prayed over me and prayed over my dad and um, given me journals filled with scripture and books. And it, it just carries carrying you through a very difficult time. All that to say, uh, I know some of you are interested in the GCM podcast club and the curriculum I promised, and I've put together the couples one, but we'll see if I can get to the mom, a new mom curriculum. But if you're curious, what am I talking about? The God Center Mom podcast club. Go to godcentermom.com backslash podcast club to get more information or on the sidebar of my site, Mom, you can put in your email and you'll get information. It is basically all up to you. I just want you guys to get together. I don't want you to mom alone. Like I said, the power of community. I want you to be with other moms. I want you to develop those relationships. It's too late. When tragedy strikes, it is too late to look for friends. And, um, So I'm just helping you facilitate and be motivated to gather together with some women, just one other woman or three or six, all up to you when you want, how often you want. It's like a book club, but with podcasts, you can follow the curriculum put together. You can create your own. You could listen to each week's episode and talk about them. You don't have to follow discussion questions. It's very organic. It's very whatever you want it to be. I also want to let you know that fortunately I had recorded several interviews for January. So the show will keep going. Uh, I interviewed Aaron Lochner and Sally Clarkson and Renee Swoop. Great, great authors and women coming on the show this month. So can't wait to share that with you. Thank you for your prayers and your love. I feel them. I'm not stopping this ministry at this time just because I, I feel like God's saying, no, keep going. You need this. And I've given it to you for a purpose And the enemy would like to take it away, but we're not going to let them. We're not going to let them. So thank you for your prayers. Um, And I will keep you updated as best I can. But some things are private. They aren't meant for public display. And some things go public so we can pray. So love y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenterMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17 the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.